Welcome everyone to another episode of Doe's Nose. Yep, I'm back. <laughs> wow. We've been cruising for a while now. Um, I was in LA, got to go hang out uh, at the Hurley Pro. I uh, got to go to the Ohana Festival with Jack Johnson and Eddie Vedder and Kelly Slater and got to go to a killer art show with uh, Kelly and Todd Glasser and um, Bruce Reynolds. Oh my God, we're going to get Bruce on the show here one of these days here pretty quick. It was a great show, great turnout of people for all the events. Um, Hurley Pro, the surf was pumping, you know, Ohana Festival, who does not want to go to that? You know, we with such a great lineup that they have over three days, it was pretty crazy. Uh, just had a blast, got to see a lot of friends. Knocked out a couple of podcasts while I was there, including this one, which you're about to listen to. And then I was able to dig out to Idaho. And uh, <laughs> wow, that was quite the amazing trip. I, got, I get there and, you know, I'm going there to elk hunt, right? So I got a tag for elk, for bear, black bear, and for mule deer. And I'm all fired up. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to freaking go in there and I'm going to slay it. <laughs> um, well, the first two days I was in there, I did pretty well. And I shot a black bear, a nice big brown cinnamon black bear. Um, he was 40 yards away. I was with my buddy Hans and uh, smoked that bugger, I tell you. But unfortunately, the hair on him was so thick. It just clogged up all the blood trail. We only got 20 yards of blood. We searched that mountain, four of us, with goats and dogs, and could not find that bear anywhere. I was pretty, pretty bummed. Um, but then we kept going, and, and then all of a sudden we got hit by a snowstorm. And it was a freak snowstorm that usually doesn't happen in September. And it just came in there and shut us down. There was anywhere from three to seven feet of snow up on the top of the mountains. And we just happened to be up on the top. We were stuck in there and it's just cold, man. We were in a sheep herder's tent and I know we were all getting pretty tired of looking at each other. It was, but uh, snow started to melt. We started to get out there and, and go check things out. And after a week, <laughs> And, you know, we started to find tracks from uh, elk and, and other things. But unfortunately, every time we found an elk track, it was followed by at least half a dozen wolves. And I got to tell you, these wolves are gnarly in Idaho. They're big. They're just massive. They're, they're bigger than any dog you can think of. And they're just serial killers, man. All they want to do is get out there and kill anything and everything that crosses their path. And there was one day we went down to this this place called Johnson Creek, and we could hear the wolves howling on either side of us. And we decided to go up the hill, up the mountain anyway, just because you know we saw some nice tracks and some fresh fresh uh, signs. And we got up there and we we stopped for a few. And, we just start making some cow calls, and out of the corner of my eye, boom, 10 feet away is this huge gray wolf. And of course, it was the one day I forgot my sidearm. And I'm 
like, holy shit. I was like a girl instantaneously. And uh, I knocked an arrow, but I'm shaking like a leaf. And I'm like, fuck, there's wolves here right now. My friend's laughing so hard. He's already killed two wolves. And uh, he's like, don't worry about it, man. Let's just, let's, we're wolf hunting now. I'm like, bull crap. Let's get the hell off this mountain, man. And uh, you can see these things running around and haul and just howling at, you know, like they're howling at the moon. And I was like, dude, let's, come on, let's get off the mountain. This is kind of stupid right now. Um, so we slowly made our way down and uh, sa- safely to the truck. Thank God. Um, we start cruising around some more. And once again, we saw more elk tracks, but they were always followed by wolves. And it was, it was tough, man. Finished the hunt with, uh, came home with nothing. The last day of the hunt, I'm chopping wood. And, of course, uh, everything collapsed on me. And I took an eight-pound axe to the shin. Had to get eight stitches for every pound of that axe. And it was no fun. I'm still recuperating from that. Can't get in the water quite yet. But never, nonetheless, it was an amazing trip. And uh, just so much fun. And I'm so glad to be back home. Be able to get this podcast out to you. And um, hope you guys have all had a great time. Uh, once again, this podcast is brought to you in part by Kona Boys, Green Organic Superfood Brew. Hurley Oakley GoPro, Kona Coffee and Tea, Maverick Sport Fishing, Deuce Gym, Original Nutritionals, Ultimate Predator Gear, and Mokalele Airlines. And at this time, I would like to say, uh, give a big shout out to GoPro, because GoPro just came out with the new Hero 6, and this thing is rad. I just got it. Um, it features so many new things such as groundbreaking in-camera stabilization, zoom capability, something that hasn't happened yet. It has 4K over 60 and amazing slow motion capture at 1080 over 240, which is ridiculous. So you guys got to get out there, get this camera. It's, it's sick. I've been playing with it, having so much fun with it. Um, and uh, that you know, next month we have the new Fusion coming out, and this thing is ridiculous. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for this. It's gonna be so much fun. You guys gotta go check it out at, at um, GoPro.com and see the videos and see what you can do with this new GoPro Six and uh, and the new Fusion that's coming out. Don't forget, you guys can find me on all social media. On Instagram, I have two. It's Dozer Dave and Doze Knows Podcast. On Facebook, I have Dozer Dave Barnett and Doze Knows. I think it's just Doze Knows or Doze Knows Podcast. Um, yeah, it's just Doze Knows. On Twitter, it's Dozer Dave Knows. And don't forget, you can go to my website at dozenose.com where you can see a more in-depth look at our guests and... Uh, and links to all our sponsors that are offering killer deals. And um, yeah, it's pretty cool, man. You got to go check it out. Don't forget to give me a review, man. If you guys like what's going on here, you like this podcast, you want to keep hearing more, you want to get this thing to the top so I can get, you know, all kinds of, you know, better publicity, I guess you would say, out of it. Well, then go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, 
rate this podcast, give me five stars, and write a review because Lord knows we need it. Um, we're doing really good, man. We're hitting record numbers on downloads on this podcast. We're over a, in over a hundred countries right now. It's pretty badass, man. I'm super, super stoked. And I want to thank each and every one of you guys out there for tuning in and sharing it with your friends and uh, helping make this this podcast a success. Speaking of successes, I have a special guest this week. His name is Eddie Ift. He's a pretty famous comedian. You've seen him on Joe Rogan's podcast, on Showtime. He's all over the place. Um, he's funny as hell. He has... Uh, a couple of different podcasts himself uh, called The Bingle Show, The Wadcast. Um, he's always a guest on The Kooks of Comedy, which we were able to do the podcast in Venice Beach out of The Kooks of Comedy's uh, studio. So thank you guys for letting us do that. It was so much fun. We had a blast. Eddie, I want to give a big warm welcome to Dozo. Welcome to the show, man. I about just pulled my head off right there. What's going on, bro? It's good to be here, and uh, this is like the all podcasts meet in one place. <laughs> <laughs> it is, man. How many podcasts do you guys have in this place? Uh, this is uh, another, uh, Lachlan Patterson and Joe Prano do a show called The Kooks of Comedy here. And Lachlan is the guy we just met. Yeah. And I just happen to be good friends with them, and they're always on my podcast. Right. And you're in town doing your podcast in their place. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. I like it. They've got a little mini bar here. They've uh, got a naked mannequin here. Nice rack. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are perky. Yeah. And you're not a, uh, there's a big bell on the wall here. I guess you're not allowed to say surf. Yeah, during their, uh, during their podcast. And if you say it, you got to ding that thing. Yeah, yeah. They, they, and you have to drink. And drink. And drink. That's fucked up. Or you're going to get really fucked up. Yeah. 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 So you've been on the road for a while, huh? I just got off the road from about, like, pretty much all summer. Yeah. I, I mean, pretty much 21 years. <laughs> but, uh, I, like, I looked at my calendar today. Uh -huh. My wife's pretty nervous. Yeah. I don't have a date till December. And no, no, no. We have some. I'm lining up shows for you in November. Yeah, but I mean, like, I nothing like. Usually, my calendar is about six months in advance, uh -huh. and they have. My agent used to say, "How many weeks do you want?" And I'd say, "I'll go out two weeks a month." Right. And then he said, "Then I, my wife bought our house, and I said, I'll go out three weeks a month." Then we had a kid, and I'm like. I'll go out every week. <laughs> and so now... Are you trying to r run away from something, bro? No, she, 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 I mean, money, 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 money. And I haven't... Yeah, I've been doing this 21 years and I still haven't had the big hit. Uh -huh. Like, like I see all my friends get like a... I had a couple big hits early. 
where I probably wasn't smart with my money. Right. But I haven't had like a big Netflix show. Yeah, like a show. Even now, the business has changed so much uh-huh. that there's not big. They used to give us development deals. Okay. And they would say, "Come in, we want you to meet with us." And you'd go meet with the network. Do you have any ideas? And then you'd tell them your idea. And then your agent or manager would say, "Hey, we're taking them over to Warner Brothers now." And then we have a meeting with Castle Rock. And then we have, and they'd be like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Let me write you a check. And they would write you a check right there, to to own you for the year. Wow. And that's what you would live on. And then I wasn't forced to run around to comedy clubs all over the country because I could live off that. Right. But now... What are we talking, like $100,000? No, more. More? More, yeah. Wow. But after you pay your They're agent... Just throwing money away. Yeah, after you pay your agent, manager, and, uh, and lawyer, it gets cut in half completely, uh-huh. Uh-huh. the taxes. And, uh, but I mean, I know a lot of guys that bought their house on it. You know, like they got a right. house and then they were like, I got a house. Like they could never take that away from me. Kind of right. like I paid cash. Yeah, like yeah. I got, and a lot of people in L.A. Uh-huh. are those people that had like a big hit, bought the house, and they're house rich. Wow. And you, you know, then you got to work for your food and your car and payments taxes. and everything. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. But right. you just live on that house. You know, you go. Oh, this is like my my thing. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden you fall off the Fuck. off the hill, man, and you can't even pay your property taxes. Yeah, yeah. And lose the house. Yeah, I've seen a lot of those. Yeah. But uh yeah, so I've been on the road like sometimes it's great. When I'm in Hawaii, it's fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you did Surfer Pole Awards. Yeah, did last sur- year. did Surfer Pole. I did uh I do the Surfer bo- Surfer the Bar. Surfer the Bar. So much fun. So much fun. Turtle what? Bay? It's, Are you kidding me? You get to surf? Get, every day. Get to surf every day. Everyone there's cool. Yeah. Do uh, they give you a good room? Give me a beautiful room. And then the shows are like I don't tell them this, but right. I do the whole thing for fucking free. No. But they pay me, but it's like the best show because you go out and the bar just fills up with like chicks and cool <laughs> surfers and everyone's laid back and no one gets offended. Right. It's like, you know, I go to San Francisco, these places, and everybody's like, You can't say that and you just offend it and they get up and walk out. <laughs> no one no gay jokes in san francisco nothing i mean like <laughs> i couldn't fuck around more at surfer bar there was this brazilian chick that wouldn't shut up and i was trashing her and the crowd was just going insane and she was super hot right you know because she had that like that big bubble butt yeah and that complex of like they'd rather hear me than you and i'm like no they'd rather fuck you <laughs> they don't ever want to hear you right and uh she was like mouthing off back to me and the crowd was just loving it. And it was the week of surfer pole. So they, uh, it was getting, of, of, you know, the contest, the pipelines mm-hmm. going on. So it was getting filled up and I guess Jadson Andre and all his buddies came in, uh, cause he just qualified for right. the year. So they were pretty excited, which I don't blame him. You know, he's out part. I would have done the same thing, oh, hell yeah. but I was just shitting on him because they were being so loud. Right. And I was like, Oh my God, it's like, Typical like, Brazos. I was going, everything I say, you keep dropping in on it. It's just <laughs> like you do with the waves. <laughs> and cause I'd be talking, and all of a sudden they'd be talking. I was like, guys, shut the fuck up. Right. But it was fun. It was... Um, Brazilian hecklers. Yeah, one of my best that friends. That don't even heckle you. They just talk. No, one of my best friends in the world is Brazilian. He, he lives in Bali now. He used to live in uh, Australia. Imagine mm-hmm. that. Right. And... Uh, so I've gotten to know a lot of Brazilians and I have this like, 
I have this like love for them, but mm -hmm. it's like a love hate. Then I get in the ocean with them and I'm like, oh my God. And because I'm friends with them, I'm like, you guys got to fucking stop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Surfing with them is hard, man. Yeah. I love them on land. I hate them in the water. Yeah, they're, they're real tough. Yeah, but I live right up above Malibu now and like up in the canyons. Uh -huh. And I surf sometimes like my easy, fast go-to wave is, uh, is like third point. Right. Like I'll just run down there and jump in real quick. And dealing with those little entitlement trust funders, mm -hmm. that's almost worse. Oh, I bet. Oh, they think they own the ocean. Right. And you can't do anything to them. They're like, do you know who my dad is? I'm like, I don't give a fuck who your dad is. And they're like, stay off my wave, dude, bro. This is my, I'm a local. And I'm like, yeah, so are we all. Yeah, right. <laughs> if not, I'll pay you. Yeah. <laughs> fuck off my wave. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, uh, yeah, I, I saw localism in Hawaii. Holy fuck. My, I've told this story before. My Howly. My Howly fuck. My first day in the ocean ever in Hawaii it was like three years ago or something. I paddled out at sunset uh -huh. and I'm out there and it wasn't big at all. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a three to four feet. I'm not a good surfer. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm passionate about it. I love it. I'm not a good surfer though. I surf a shortboard, you know, but I'm out there and this dude just paddles up to a dude right next to me, smacks him in the face and goes, you cunt. And I'm like, Oh my God. Well, like, he was obviously Aussie. <laughs> you fucking can't well, the funny thing is they're both they're both Howleys, but they kept calling each other Howleys. And <laughs> I was like, I'm I love confused. That. He's like, You're a Howley. No, you're a fucking Howley. And I was like, I, I think you both are. <laughs> right. And I was like, I am too. You One know, of like, the things that pisses me off the most living in Hawaii is uh you see these Howley guys, full blown Howleys, trying to talk pigeon. Really? Oh God. It's so bad. It's like, shut up, dude. You're not Hawaiian. When I did comedy in Waikiki, they were telling me there's a whole pigeon circuit right. of like comics that only speak pigeon. Yeah, absolutely. And I was like, you, I, to, I'm, I mean, I'm going to sound ignorant here, but I didn't even know that pigeon existed till that day. There's a pigeon Bible. Wow. Yeah. The wow. Bible in pigeon. You can buy it in Costco in Hawaii. Wow. <laughs> no, Costco's got to be like Costco's uh, got everything, bro. Is it only on the North Shore? I mean, only on Oahu? No, we have Costco on every island. Oh wow! Yeah, wow, they really know how to make some money. Oh my God, they're the lifesaver. So you're we on buy you're bulk. on the Big Island, right? Yeah, I That's live in Kona. Live. Okay, yeah. why why that? Why did you? Is that where you grew up? Or? Uh, grew up on Oahu. Um, the Big Island is just you know o Oahu's gnarly. Yeah, there's so many people. Yeah, it's a small island. Over a million people, you know, it's like it's like right here in L.A. Traffic is freaking gnarly. Yeah, dude, I I'm stressing out. I'm surprised I didn't get shingles today. Yeah, just completely stressed out driving all over L.A. Yeah, I, tr I try not to. I try not to drive as much as possible, or like later in the day. Yeah, any time of day for me, I'm just like, oh my god. And we don't even go that fast at home. Our speed limits are like. 35 25 maybe a 45 yeah you know yeah i uh i heard shane dorian talking about that on joe rogan's podcast about like that's their one gripe you know he said like if you're you're not a local like slow down slow down like we don't need you driving fast on our on our islands dude you know? there's so many people they drive fast and they text and we uh, only have two lane roads yeah so um it's death 
it's total death, bro. A lot of head-ons. Yeah, I live up in the can where I live in the canyons. Um, like people like to race up there. Uh huh. And I get it. If I was like a fast car kind of guy, that's probably where I'd want to go and race my car. And I don't have a real problem with that. But like we live in a neighborhood off, like off the racing roads. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll like come through. And I'm just standing in the middle of the street, like with a baseball bat. I'm like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> I live on a cul-de-sac. I've had cars whipping around in there. I've thrown rocks at them, man. Oh, yeah. Like, I, what are you doing? I was, I was, my wife thinks I have anger issues. And I was talking to a neighbor the other day. He goes, I would have done the same thing. I was crossing one of the like racing streets. Bring the mic streets, a little closer to you. One of the racing streets. Yeah. And I'm crossing and, uh, I hear a car just whipping up the road and my wife and daughter, I got a two year old, they're on the other side of the street. And so I kind of stand out in the road a little bit to like say to the dude and like fucking slow down. So right. he slows down kind of like, what are you doing in the road? And he gives me a, he stops and he goes, you got a problem? And I go, and he was Aussie. Right. And I go, he goes, Hey mate, you got a problem? I go, first of all, not your mate. Second of all, yeah, I do have a problem. You're driving like fucking asshole. Right. And he goes, mate, he said something like, and I go, he said something and I go, I go, well, you better slow the fuck. And I start yelling. He goes, you got anger issues. I go, no, I don't have anger. I go, that's my little daughter over there. You kill my daughter. You'll see anger. Right. Because I'll fucking kill you. Right. And he goes, are you threatening me? And I go, or he goes, you he goes, are you threatening me? I go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's, that was, that was a threat. I go, did you hear what I said? If you kill my dog, you don't think I'm going to find you and fucking kill you. Right. And I go, yeah, stop driving like that around this fucking neighborhood. And um, and he's like, man, you got issues, blah, blah, blah. And I, I was looking at him and I was like, get out of the car. I, I didn't say it, but I was like, if this guy gets out, I was getting so heated. Right. And he drives away and my wife goes, why? Why? Do you think you slowed that guy down? Do you think he's going to slow down now? And I go maybe i hope so yeah like, right like maybe that guy will think twice next time he's coming through this neighborhood exactly and you know maybe maybe i save someone but like it's just yeah like i said throw a rock at those fuckers man i know i know <laughs> i know it's like or just i i was that i got caught like that as a kid once driving through a neighborhood really fast and yeah. a father did the same exact thing to me sure and i remember thinking like that guy was totally right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was a young punk. Ooh, and I was like, like he pointed. He's like, those are my fucking kids. Oh, fuck. And I was like, y- you're right, sir. Sorry. You're right. And I got to fucking stop being such a fucking asshole. Yeah. And I remember I left the neighborhood. Not saying I completely sl- I still drive fast, but I drive fast on, like, highways at night. You know, like. Sure. And, and that's still dangerous. But, uh. But not like going through a neighborhood where you could just take out a kid so easy. I'm stressing out driving fast on these roads. Yeah. And I love to drive fast, but I'm just not used to it. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. Because I, and I used to be this guy that like didn't think about things, didn't care. But I do another podcast called Wadcast with, uh-huh. uh, with a cop. And he's a SWAT team guy. Yeah, I met the guy. Scott McGee? Well, yeah, working at the gym. Big, oh, tall, this, bald yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah super yeah, cool yeah. guy. Yeah. And Scott kind of fucked up my head about driving and stuff he said something once because i'm late all the time and he's like so did you get here how i go i drove as fast as i could he goes oh selfish driving 
<laughs> and I'm like, huh? Yes, we call you selfish drivers. Right. He's like, you're only thinking about yourself. And I was like, and I try not to be a selfish person. So I was like, fuck, he's right. He's right. I should have left 20 minutes early so I don't have to drive like that. So I don't put people's lives. And he's like, dude, if you saw what I see every day and like dead kids and dead people just getting them out yeah. of their car, you, you wouldn't do it anymore. And I was like, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. So. Super heavy. What happened to your arm? I uh, Masturbating deal? I wish. He, the doctor said he gave me a little bit so that I could still. <laughs> but I never used my left hand. Really? Except. You're not ambidextrous? The only time I lefty it is when I feel like I feel like I've curved my dick too far to the left. <laughs> like, you know when you say to some guy, you'll go, "Which side does your dick hang to?" Right. And I find ninety nine percent of the time, if you ask that question, like, "Which side does your dick hang to?" Straight. It's really it long. So it's got to go. It has a lot of weight to it, bro. It just wants to drop. But like I'm saying, if you're wearing pants, which side of your pants does it go down to? Probably the right. Are you left-handed? Right-handed. Okay, see, that's weird. But I'm you ambidextrous. Just, but oh. understand this. As I've gotten older, you know, that left hand comes it, into play. It's because like a new one. It's a new one. Yeah, it's like cheating on your girlfriend. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, but I found like... Then I become my own fondler as well, too. People can write into you and tell <laughs> if this is true. Most people, if it hangs to the left... They're right-handed. If it hangs to the right, they're left-handed. <laughs> and I feel like you train your dick to go one way by jerking it so much. No, it's but, on the left, bro. See? It's on the left. See? So <laughs> so I think there's something to that. So I kind of want to bend it back. <laughs> so I'm, once my arm's better, I'm going to switch to the left. <laughs> Get a cast made with your cock in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> I had a buddy who broke both wrists. Oh. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, it was fucking awful. He goes, and he goes, I was single at the time, so I had to go find like, like really ugly chicks that I could just like... Please, he's like, because when you're walking around with two two arms and cast, like you're not gonna do well with the women. Find a dog with a peanut butter, <laughs> yeah. stick your dick in the he jar was, every day. The worst was he had to he had to he had to people wipe his ass oh, for him. God. And, I, and I'm good friends with him, and he'd be like, "Can Bro, you do me a favor?" I gotta I'm go. Like, never, nope. never, <laughs> ever. And uh, so I know some of the girls that wiped his ass. He's a comedian in Australia, and I'd be like, "You wipe Mickey's ass," and they're like, "Yeah," and I'm like. Now it's not a big deal to me because I, oh, him, yeah, but, you know, I wipe my daughter's ass right, all the time. Right. And, uh, but I just, before that, I couldn't imagine, especially a dude, like, no fucking way that I fucking <laughs> bend over, spread your cheek. Oh, oh, fuck. I wouldn't even do it with a mop. for, bro. Yeah. I live by the three wipe rule. Oh. If if you got to wipe more than three <laughs> times, you're gonna take a shower, bro. <laughs> that is true. I went to Japan on my like on the way to our honeymoon. Yeah, and I used those Japanese toilets. Uh -huh. I didn't. I didn't want to stay with my wife after that. <laughs> those like, are so good. Oh. They're heated seats. Oh, the heated seat, the music. They had one uh. button that said for ladies only. Uh -huh. That's the most mislabeled button I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I've never had my balls tickled like that ever. Like, I was just, my balls. My wife was like, come on, we gotta go to dinner. I'm like, no, you gotta go to dinner. <laughs> I'm not leaving this seat. It and was, they have, they come in with built-in heated blow dryers. Why I love do that. we not have those in America? I have no idea. Like, we think our country's so advanced and we're so much better than everyone. We have no idea. We can't even do a toilet right. No. 
It, and you know what we do do right you know the dyson airblade hand dryers yes i hate those things see i like them so much so i want to have a human version of one like a life-size one really? that i get out of the shower like at just, the car wash yeah and i just walk through and i'm dry <laughs> <laughs> i'll run like 10 seconds in that and it's like holy shit eddie you're dry <laughs> I need that for my hair, man. How great would that be? That would be so good. Oh, yeah, you Just get the long hair. How long does it take you? Slow walk. I found that now I have to be like a chick. I could have put a towel around my head. Oh, Jesus. Just to soak in some of that water. Wow. Otherwise, it just drips everywhere. Yeah, I had long hair for about earlier this year, the longest it ever got, nowhere near yours. Yeah. And I found it just in the way of everything. Oh, yeah. Like surfing, I was pushing out of my face, going for runs. It was like... I would I've swallowed it, was, it. Yeah. I've swallowed like a foot of my hair. I was like, whoa. So what is it? Your Hercules type thing? Like, No, no. It's just, you know. Chicks me. dig it. Chicks totally dig it. Yeah, I bet they do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was in a bar the other day and just sitting there minding my own business and boom, this chick pops my hair. She's like, oh my God, your hair is so nice. Oh. Uh. I was like, she's like, how do you grow it like that? What do you use? I'm like, fucking Pantene. You know, it's cheap shit. Costco. You know, you know what I wash my hair with? Uh, Dr. Bronner's soap. Uh-huh. I get a bar of soap, and I wash my whole body and hair with it. Really? All I've used for about the last two years. Wow. And it's like, I'm trying to get, like, be a minimalist. I uh-huh. travel now. Right. Even if I'm on the road for, like, I went on the road for a month. Uh-huh like a fcs backpack wow best backpack in the fucking world yeah, yeah, yeah. and but but like com- computer in there <laughs> podcast equipment like like clothes enough clothes shirts and i roll everything and i just like like i started traveling i used to travel with like five pairs of shoes every night at different sure. pair of shoes on stage what i realized is like nobody gives a fuck what i'm wearing Nobody no one does. goes, hey, that comedian was so funny. And did you see his shoes? <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm wearing a pair of Vans, slip-ons, so I don't have to, you know, when I take them off at the airport, I don't have to tie them. I'm trying to make my life as... Yeah, I'm slippers all the way. The whole way. Yeah. And uh, just everything. So like one bar of soap. I don't know. As I've gotten older, I'm starting to pack like a check. Really? More I've and more shit? more and more. I'm like, I'm going really, the opposite. do I need all this shit? Yeah. And it's just now I've got the the kind suitcases. The really, oh yeah, I have really one of those big hundred and ten yeah. liter that yeah. just yep. expand yeah. out. Yep, I have one, and my wife, uh, my wife packs that shit up, and I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll be like, what's that? And she's like, oh, that's just for our daughter. And I'm like, well, that's not for all of us. <laughs> she's like, no, that's just for her. Like, we'll go away for like two weeks, and they'll have two giant suitcases. Oh yeah. And uh, and there I am with a backpack. And she's like, aren't you going to? I'm like, no. I always load mine up with gifts, though, like Kona coffee. Oh, yeah, All yeah. kinds of goodies. That's so that good. You're a good person. Over here. Yeah. I've got some for you, by the way. Oh, wow. Oh, but it's not here. So but, I can't give you any. But we have <laughs> Hawaiian giver. You gave me some Fireball. I gave you some Fireball, man. That was fun. Yeah. I wish I had brought some. Uh, my new favorite drink is that George Clooney tequila. Oh, Casamigos. Have you had it? Love it. My my father-in-law just told me the secret today. What's that? Blue agave. A little bit of vanilla. Oh, really? That's what's taking the edge off. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's so smooth. So fucking smooth. Yeah. I, it's bad. I can drink like a bottle of it. Like, Easy. literally, I, I the other night, I was with another comedian, 
and uh, we drank, I think, a full bottle of it. Uh-huh. And uh, maybe a couple other people had a drink off of it, but I, I don't know how many glass. And I just, I felt good, and the next day I felt good. Uh-huh. I told my wife, my wife, because you should call them and say you want to work for them, because she goes, she goes, you sell it. Like people want to drink it after you talk about it. I'm like, it's so damn it's good. It's so good, dude. The first time. Uh, one of the owners of the company, I'm not going to name any names, yeah, but gave three. me one of the bottles, um, the silver, and uh, one of my DACA friends came over and uh, from Mexico. Right. And um, yeah, we pounded that whole thing. So good. No hangover. Perfect drunk. Yeah. It was perfect. The whole bottle. Yeah. We were laughing. It's almost like they so discovered something that no one knew how to do. Yeah. I, and I... And, it's almost like I feel cheesy talking about because it it's the George Clooney tequila. Like I've sure. fallen for it, and I know like people that love tequila. Like that's not a real tequila. I'm like, sorry, it makes me feel good, and it doesn't make me feel bad the next day. Exactly. So I'm sorry if I like it. You know, like I love it. Yeah, I love it. I've been drinking a lot of it. Yeah. Well, you've been on the bus, dude. What's up with the bingo bus? I what is what is yeah? Why I don't even know why what the it's bingle. What um, is the bingle? So the bingle bus was, uh, I did a Kickstarter a few years ago because my wife, we used to do a show called Talking Shit down in Venice. Uh-huh. We had a house down here, me and another comedian named Jim Jeffries. And he's got a show now on Comedy Central and I get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, is, is he that guy that robbed you that you were just talking about uh, earlier? He, he, uh, he's... Uh, He's a he's a comedian. He's got a show. Let's just say that. Right. He um. He. His show is I don't know if it's I don't know what it is. It's, people like it. It's really popular. But <laughs> that pause was we were I can't do a selfie with without staring at the phone. Right. We'll we'll try it again here real quick. Okay. Cheese. Cheese. Um, You'll see it online, peeps. He did this. Uh, he did this uh, show, or no, he didn't do a show. When he left our show, my wife moved into our house, and she was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll be cool with it." Blah blah. But my show was like obnoxious. Uh-huh. Like we beer boarded people. We we had police showed up all the time. What is beer boarding? Like waterboarding, like they do in the CIA oh, does terrorists. Oh. But we did it with beer. Wow, that sounds like fun. yeah. We were grown men doing shit we shouldn't be doing. Now you do it with Casamigos. Yeah, and oh, we had so many contests to see like who could eat the most. We had a we had a pussy. Oh, we had so many porn stars in the house. Really, so many. Like my wife would go, "Why is there a girl in my bedroom practicing with a dildo right now?" And oh I'd be like, "Oh, we're having oh, this contest uh, where, yeah. you know, like maybe you can help judge, honey." <laughs> my wife came up with ideas sometimes. She's like, "Why don't you have the porn stars do this?" Or we had one time I had a hot dog eating competition. Right. Where I made all the interns eat as many hot dogs as they could in twelve minutes. But they had to do it on their knees with their shirts off, watching gay porn. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! <laughs> so it was always something crazy like that every yeah. week, and so we couldn't do it in the house anymore. We moved up to Malibu, and uh, no one likes to come up there. So I tried to get a studio down here in Venice. It was too expensive. So then I went, uh, maybe we'll get a mobile studio, and I'll get a like a bus and I'll have the studio like we would have done it there but it's in the shop right now right and uh, so I can drive 
to wherever, and we spent eleven thousand dollars on the bus, eleven grand on the bus, about eighty five thousand fixing up the bus. Uh-huh. Like it's a full studio, TV, audio, every there's there's a kegerator in there, there's a refrigerator, you name it, the the, the nicest lounge. How many people? About twenty? No, no, because it was a short bus. Right, <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and it's uh, comfortably eight, mm. like to record a show. Uh-huh. We've had fifteen in there, uh-huh. and I took it across the country, and we did a whole bunch of shows there. Airing now the Bingle Bus. It's called the Bingle Show. Yeah, I've listened to a few of those podcasts yeah. there, and it's like a party on the bus. You had one in Boise, Idaho. Yeah, that got a little crazy. That Where I'm going tomorrow? Are you really? Yeah. So why are you going to Boise? I love Boise. Elk hunting. Oh, uh, my friends are just leaving there. Where'd you play? The knitting factory? Well, no, so no, but I forget the name of the place we played. It was really nice, but all my I have a lot of good friends up in Ketchum. Okay. And uh I got a good friend who just texted me today who I should put you in touch with, who has a ranch. He's a big hunter up there. I'll put you in touch with him. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Taylor Steckline. Yeah, his brother's Drew Steckline, big pro skier. Cool. Um Good family, real good family. Their dad was a was a the top. He's a, his, their dad. I met them from their dad. He knows my dad, my family. He grew up in Pittsburgh. Mm. Finally, like, just freaks out, moves out west. You know, when he's like in college or whatever, and uh, never came back, but became the top rodeo photographer in the world. Wow. Passed away a few years ago, but a great guy, and. If you go around catch them, you'll see his photos everywhere, yeah. everywhere, and they're the coolest photos. It's such a beautiful town oh. and state. Well, I don't want to. I love it there. Yeah, but we shouldn't tell anybody about it because it's like it's one of those things. Like, don't tell anyone how fucking nice it is. <laughs> it <laughs> sucks. Because we don't want it to become Colorado. God, it sucks. It's so fucking great. God, it's amazing. <laughs> I could live there. I could totally live yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. What are you hunting? Except hunting for the elk? wolves. The wolves are so freaking bad yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. That's the bad thing about Idaho. Yeah. Well, the coyotes are bad where I am. Yeah, but the wolves will eat you where the yeah, coyotes yeah, will yeah, eat your kids. And my animals. Yeah. And they have. Uh, not my animals, but my neighbors. But, um, yeah, he's uh, he's told me he likes he likes to shoot some shit. So yeah, I'll put so you in touch. I. I'm a bow hunter. Yeah, he's... Uh, I think he likes his guns. Well, I think, you know, one of the things about the people on the mainland is they utilize every single, they have such a small hunting season, uh-huh. so they utilize every bit of it. So right. you're a bow hunter in October, you're a rifle hunter in um, the next month, and you're a shotgun hunter then, and then muzzle loader then. This friend of so, mine went to college on a rodeo scholarship. mm I was like, that exists. <laughs> I, didn't I couldn't know that believe that. Exists. Yeah, yeah. He went as like a. I forget which one he's good at. I think it's like the. Uh, I think it's the, the horses that you ride the bucking horses. Right. Uh, not Mavericks. Uh, Mustangs. Yeah, I think that's his thing. I think I'm, I'm. I could be totally wrong. I forget. But I just found that so funny when I first met him. Yeah. I knew his dad, and then I met him, and I was like, you. You went to college for rodeo? <laughs> what college did he go to? He, uh, somewhere in San Luis Obispo. Of all places? Yeah, yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, but he's a they're a good family. Yeah, yeah, really cool ranch. So you guys back to uh, oh, so the bus. Boise thing. I I saw you guys had a lawyer on the bus. The hot yeah, lawyer. Yeah, hot chick. I haven't. Yeah, the hot the lawyer. Lawyer's a hot chick. Two times on the tour, like if I met up with like high school friends, they'd come out. Two of my high school friends came out. One was a DA, uh-huh. like a district attorney, and one was a prosecutor. So the episode that's up now, my friend's a prosecutor. And she worked on some pretty high-profile cases that uh-huh. I wasn't supposed to talk about, but I think we do, sort of. <laughs> uh, that episode's coming out, like, tomorrow or something. But it was funny. So he had no shame talking about shit. Right. And she started talking about shit, too. And I'm like, aren't you guys, like... And I think... She sounded so hot. Well, that was... that. No, the new one. I'm talking plus, about that chick. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. But uh, I think what it is, I think they're at that point in their careers where they've been doing it so long, like, fuck it, I hope I get fired. You know, like, <laughs> if this gets me fired, good. Well, one of the things I loved was, uh, you know, you got the top DAs or whatever it is, prosecutors, on that bus with you. Then you got some other random chick that's just sitting here going, I knew this and I knew that. Freaking, I'm party. And in Boise, it's like. Small town. Dude, you, if you have a freaking. Joint. A seed. Yeah, you're dead. You're done. Yeah, they take. We, we, were, we had come from Washington mm-hmm. before that. And we stayed at this place in Washington that was like, a, uh, it's called. Uh, it's a cool place. Look it up. Mountain Views B and B, and uh, tree houses, really? like all over the property, and these cool. Like it looked like we lived in an Ewok village, and all these tiny homes and stuff. And the chick is the stoned from morning to night, and she's like, <laughs> she just giggles all day long. And we originally. I paid one hundred and twenty dollars to Airbnb this like tiny house, uh-huh. and we get there, and she's like, "You didn't tell me you're bringing six people," and I was <laughs> like, "Oh yeah, we're all good." Well, the other guys will sleep on the bus. By the end of the night, we're all so high and having like partying. <laughs> she's like, "Okay, you get that tree house, you can have that one." And w- we stayed at this place. We had the best time. I think we stayed a couple. And then she days. woke up the next morning and was like, "Who the fuck are all these people?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you a funny video afterwards, but um, she. Uh, so we, we, and we had stopped at a, a couple of my fans own dispensaries and they're like, Hey, can you do a meet and greet at the dispensary? So uh-huh. I was like, it's weird. I'm not even a big pot. I smoke occasionally. Right. And I was like, yeah, I will. It's not my scene, but I'll go. But I'm very curious. So I, I found it really cool to learn all about mm-hmm. like marijuana and the cultivation of it and the legalization and all the regulation and everything. So it's, it's mind boggling. But they just kept giving us, like, product, like tons and tons of product. And then we stopped somewhere to be buy fireworks. I don't, I fucking, I don't know where it was. <laughs> we got some fireworks, and then so the bus is full of drugs and fireworks. And we're going into Idaho, and one of my friends is like, "Get rid of everything." They're like, "Your bus just looks like a total stoner bus. Get rid of it, or you're all going to jail in Idaho." And I was like, "Guaranteed." I was like, I think we can hide it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the Cheech and Chong bus. Yeah, that's what it did look like. <laughs> and if you Google my name, like one of the first things will come up. Like I've been on TV shows with Tommy Chong and uh-huh. done getting dug with hot. And I'm like, oh yeah, they'll be like Eddie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, guaranteed. <laughs> Let's go strip this thing. <laughs> so, but it was fun. Now you were just in New York. New York. I talked to you yeah. in Syracuse. Oh yeah. And you were ha- you did a bunch of shows over there, didn't you? Yeah, I was in Syracuse for the McGregor uh, Mayweather fight. Yeah, uh, 
I was so worried I wasn't going to sell a ticket that night. <laughs> right. I know Joe Rogan was playing, um, I think, uh, in New York as well. Yeah, he, just, pl- like he just played somewhere. During the fight. No, somewhere recently that he just showed a theater that he was playing in. I was like, holy fuck. Huge. Like. Sold out. So big. So. I mean, that guy will play Madison Square Garden soon. Yeah. Which is which is cool because he did it the right way, mm-hmm. and he did it without the assistance of like mainstream like television or anything right. or movies. Whereas like the guys that can play Madison Square Garden usually are like have like a hit TV show sure. or hit movies, and he's been able to do it just grassroots yeah. with like. No machine behind him. The only machine is him. Exactly. Well, his podcast, dude, is... Ridiculous. What? Five... I've heard a number. Five billion downloads? It's crazy. That's crazy. We hit... Or followers? I don't know. My podcast, Talking Shit, we did 500 episodes. And we... 499. I quit at 499. Yeah. But we did... And this sounds like a big number, but it's not really... But we did about 30 million right. downloads. And he, that's like one episode for him. One episode. No, uh, maybe not, but I mean, so close. Yeah. Like, it's he's so fucking big. Well, the amazing thing about these podcasts is every single episode hits, you know, each guest, it gets out to a whole new group of people. So each one gets bigger and bigger and bigger and yeah, bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they multiply really fast. Yeah, they do multiply. And like I was looking, your guest list is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah, like I'm excited not, to have you on. You're there. no, I'm no. But I was looking at your list. I'm like, how? Why, why am I on this? Uh, <laughs> like you've got big, big names, and it's funny because like I live in Hollywood, and it's hard to get guests. You live in Hawaii. And you somehow track these people down and get fucking awesome guests. Well, I just get my friends on. <laughs> you know, you got some cool friends. Well, and you're one of them. <laughs> so, well, thank you very you know, much. And I think you're just as good as every one of those other guests. Well, I, everybody just succeeds in different things. I think you know? that too. And I also think, like, like I've always said, like I treat my garbage man like I treat George Clooney and 100%. His tequila. Hundred percent. You know, because. I can't do what that guy does. No. I waited tables, and uh, when I first moved to New York 21 years ago, yeah, and I failed. I couldn't do it. I couldn't hack it. Like I had to quit and temp do temp office temp work because I couldn't wait tables. So every time I'm in a restaurant, I have the utmost respect for a waiter because I'm mm-hmm. like, I couldn't do what you do. Right. Like you are, you're doing something that. I was a failure at. Uh-huh. And so I might be able to stand up on stage and tell jokes and maybe maybe you couldn't do that. Yeah. But like when people are always like, oh my God, it's amazing. I'm like, I can't take their order. Like that guy has skills that I fucking... Then you get in back and you forget and you're like, oh fuck. I lost my mind waiting tables. Yeah. Snapped on people. Wow. Yeah. just It was too much. Like my mind... Too much multitasking. Yeah, but uh, so how'd you how'd you find that comedy was, you know, your little niche? Uh, Were you always funny? Yes and no. I think I went in and out. Uh-huh. Like, like I would be a fuck up and I'd be funny, right? And then I'd try to get serious. Were you like the class clown? <laughs> yeah, but I'd try to. Uh, 
I try to. Uh, I remember I was class clown as early as like eighth grade, right? And I couldn't be good at anything, so I was trying to like. If I couldn't be good, I was going to get attention some way. Right. So I failed in school. I, fa- I was a failure in sports for a long time. Um, and then I uh, I remember in ninth grade, my teacher saying to me, Miss Mather, my English teacher, she goes, listen, Eddie, she's like, y- y- when you're on the Tonight Show some night, she's like, will you say hi to me? But for <laughs> now, will you just shut the hell up? Just shut up shut up she was like <laughs> like just snapping and i never thought you could be like i didn't think being a comedian was a career right and when i got out of college i didn't know what the fuck i was gonna do and somehow found out about this open mic night at the pittsburgh funny bone went down as soon as the light went on i was like nervous but my first joke got a laugh and i went zit uh-huh. this is what i'm doing for the rest of my life I was like, I found my calling. Like, this is it. Right. And there are people talk about the moments in their life that they have like that. I've had very few moments in my life that have been life altering, life changing. Mm-hmm. That was definitely a pinnacle moment where I was like, my whole entire life has just changed complete directions. And I have this like kind of weird focus. Right. And I told my wife, I'm kind of there right now again, where I'm in this like, don't know what to do about, and it's not like when I say don't know what to, don't know what to do stand up wise. Like right. I don't know what, where I want to go with my next album, what kind of album I want to write. Well, it's or it's what tough kind of, for you guys because you have to keep it going. Constantly. If you quit for a minute, people forget about you. A second. Yeah. If I don't do an Instagram today, uh-huh. they forgot. Oh yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's weird because I like I have bands that kind of fade away a bit, but I'm still listening to their music. Sure, I'm still looking them for. I'm like, guys, come out! I'll go watch you. You know, <laughs> like I love, I loved your music. There's this band I used to watch in college called The Samples, uh-huh. Colorado band, and uh, no matter what happens, the guy like gets rid of the whole band, the lead singer, and just new people in. I still go, still, still go. follow them. Like whatever happens, I'm like. But comedian? Nope. We found someone new. Right. And there's always someone new. Fuck, they come up. I was just in New York working the Comedy Cellar, which is like uh-huh. the best club in the whole world. And I went in there, and a lot of the old faces were there. Right. Got to work Friday night. I worked with Chris Rock. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. But I just started watching like some of the new guys come up and how good they were. Right. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like they just never end, motherfucker. <laughs> I'll never forget. I took a cab ride with. Oh, Carl. I thought you were going to say you took a bat and pulled a Nancy <laughs> Kerrigan, freaking Tanya Harding thing. Took out a few of them. <laughs> I'm dying to have her on my podcast. Crack. Uh, I remember Colin Quinn from SNL. Uh-huh. He's been in a ton of movies and TV shows. We were taking a cab from downtown to uptown to a comedy club. And I was looking at him like, you're a star. You know, like, you're on TV. Right. You don't need this shit. I think he was doing Weekend Update at the time on SNL. Uh-huh. And I remember saying to him, I was like, why the fuck? Like, are you, like, we get paid like 20 bucks a set in New York, you know, and we're going clubbed. I do like seven in a night. Right. And I look at Colin, and I'm like, and I remember I said it to him. I go, why are you doing this? Like, why are you in this cab with me? Like, going uptown to do another spot. You... 
you can just sit at home. You, 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 you made it. You're on TV. And he goes, what? He goes, because I watch little punks like you. <laughs> get up there and do good shit and I don't want you to be better than me. Right. And I was like, oh fuck, like it never ends. Yeah. And it doesn't. It doesn't end at all. Right. Like I'm always chasing all those guys that I feel like are doing cooler shit than me and more original and funnier. And then I feel like these guys are chasing me and catching, you know, it's like always this like look ahead of me, look behind me. Whoa. Right. At the end of the day I have to focus and go just write shit that you think's funny and stop. Stop looking at everyone else. Well, what do you find funny? So when I was younger, the ultimate, like, if I was to, like, describe my sense of humor, somebody said once I'm transgressive and subversive, and those are probably two things I needed to look up. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I like to rock the boat. I like to, like, say things that people are like, I can't believe you just fucking said that. I'm the same way. No filter. But... I also like to flip it on people where they're like, oh, my God, we shouldn't be laughing at that. Little stray feral cat just popped in. That's a cool-looking kitty. Yeah, it's a nice little pussy. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) funny, one of my albums was called I Love Pussy, (laughs) and I was holding a cat in the picture. And again, that's that's my idea of like, oh, that's got a collar. That's somebody's. Oh, yeah. Um, It's young pussy. The best kind. <laughs> Bite my toes. Let's have a hey, little kitty, kitty cat. cat. Can't believe people let their cats run around out here. Yeah, that cat's already had babies. See, it's really? Wild. Yeah. Look. Oh yeah. Yeah. I still think and that it's might be such a, f- a small little cat. That might be a tagged feral cat. They, you know, they catch them and like ta- so they can take care of them. Wow. There's like associations. Uh, I shoot them all. Do you? Oh yeah, we oh. have a we have a huge feral cat population over there, and some people are probably going to get pissed off at yeah. me. But they are gnarly, and they eat everything. They really? eat all the native birds, and you have all these crazy cat ladies out there feeding, feeding them. them. Yeah, you yeah. know. So I drop some poison in their bowls. Jesus, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I've never shot a cat, but you know what? They uh, they're out of control. What I I used to donate money where they. Uh, they take them and neuter them. Right. Yeah, like, because I was like, please stop this. You know, like, it's cruel. Right. I was an Indian. Fucking dogs everywhere and just street dogs. And it's, yeah. like, so sad. I was, like, wanting to take them all in and, you know, it's like, let's go get them all fixed. Right. So it stops because it's no way for them to live just hunting through garbage. But then again, my wife, and she was real sad about it. And I was like, somehow I feel like these dogs are living a better life than cooped up in somebody's house with somebody giving it sure. rules. You know, these these dogs are free. Yeah. So who well, knows? Hawaii and Australia, dude, the feral cat populations are so out of control. Venice and is bad, too. And they're hunters. Really? They're just like predator animals. I guess. There. What else are they going to eat? Yeah. Fuck, I didn't know. I know you have a boar problem, right? We have a pig problem. We have all different kinds of problems. The deer. The deer. That's are, crazy. Are everywhere. And they're... Uh, Maui, Lanai, and Molokai. They're just everywhere, and there's no natural predators. Right, and they were, uh, they're what you would call it, species. They're introduced, right? Yeah. So they Someone call them gave invasive. It invasive, that's what I meant. Yeah. They, somebody, somebody gave them as a gift, didn't they, to they the really, king? They were the gift. Yeah. That's fucking insane. Yeah. 
Oh. I'm stoked we have them there. They fun to shoot? They're they're hard to shoot. Oh, really? They're one of the hardest freaking animals on the planet. These things are so smart, and they can see you forever. Yeah, they're really, really So they tough. see you pulling back a bow, and they know? Oh, absolutely. Because I've got them in my backyard every day. Right. <laughs> Different kind of deer. We have axe. Oh, I think no, we have axe. No, 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 no. You have... Mule deer. Mule deer and maybe white tail. Okay. I so. think I think that so there's two different kinds. I know it's mule, yeah, and not axis deer. Axis yeah. deer are where? Axis deer, um, they live originally in uh, India. Really, that's where they come from. So they're used to being chased by tigers. Were they introduced to Hawaii? Yes. So oh, they God. were given as a gift to the king, and then they just six of them, and they populate, bam, just like that. Um, now, you'll find them in areas in Texas and Florida as exotics. You know, they have okay, all these yeah. big exotic yeah. ranches. But a lot of the time, like in Texas, is pretty crazy. The fences break. And so these exotics are now just all over the place. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, you can find them in all kinds of different places. That's crazy. And it's like Africa over there. <laughs> Have you ever been to Texas? Yeah, it is. Africa. Yeah, <laughs> South Texas looks like a freaking South Africa. Texas is spooky. South Af- Texas, West Texas, it's Africa. Oh, that's what I mean. West Texas was spooky. I got drove through there one night with not enough gas and found out I was in the wrong fucking place. Oh yeah, yeah, out in Alpine, Texas. Alpine, never heard of it. So far west. But, yeah, I, I had a buddy who had a ranch in New Big Mexico. Big shout-out to all our friends that are uh, have been dealing with all that crap in Texas oh, and Florida shit. right now. So yeah, if I didn't have this, people. if I didn't have this, I think I would have gone right. to help out. I mean, I, I, was a, I was a lifeguard for years, but I don't have, like, my neighbors are all guards in Malibu and stuff and state guards and county guards. This being the I've thing on your arm. The, yeah, the brace. They, they have swift water rescue. Uh-huh. And I wish, I would love to have had that and been able to go down and like rescue people. I think that'd be yeah. really fun in a way like that I'm doing something and I'm helping people right. at the same time. Like, like, and I wouldn't go for the burst. Like, I'd go because I was helping people, but I think, uh, like, I'm not going to be good standing in a soup kitchen handing out shit. Right. But that's something I could do. I could go around in a boat because I got water skills. Get out go into somebody's house, try to break down a door, catch them, get them over to the boat, that kind of shit or whatever it is. Right. And um, my buddy was going to Florida and got called off. He was supposed to go down and I guess wasn't as bad as they originally right. thought and weren't going to need them. But, uh, yeah, I was getting pretty freaked out, but I was like, this is, you know, it's the Antichrist. Trump started this whole fucking thing. He did. Who do you think the Antichrist the f- is? Trump. Are you sure? Yeah, I think so, because here's really? why. Here's why. But the people love the Antichrist, right? No. The Antichrist, Are you sure it's not Obama? The Antichrist comes at the end of the world. Okay. So Trump shows up. No, like, even the Republicans didn't want him. Right. And then he got in. Uh-huh. Like, he, he just found his way in. It was like, this was inevitable. Okay. Like, everybody's like, you could vote the whole country could have held a card up saying i didn't vote for him and he still was getting in <laughs> so he got in then we get the fires the fucking the 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 floods uh the earthquake in mexico the other day i come out of my house 10 frogs 
outside. And I'm like, it's the plague of frogs. This right. is the end. Like we're all gonna die. <laughs> those it's, were the, those were the transgenders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I I try not to get political. I do sometimes. Our friends back. Oh yeah. But bang. but uh no no there's all yeah antichrist i'm trying to remember because i was raised reading the bible me too no uh let me say revelations let me stuff let me say again i was raised very religious but never read the bible yeah i was catholic Uh, Uh, that's fake religious yeah it's like you just get you just get fucked in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that feel? I, I think, you know, the, there was so much ether on the towel that uh, I don't remember. <laughs> You're not having one of those Ray Donovan No, I was, I was an altar boy, though, and I remember two priests creeping me out. Really? Yeah, just being creeped out. Like, enough. Like, I didn't know that stuff back then about, like, the priests were like that. Right. But I know... That I knew, like I, I have like a good judge of character, and I was like, "No, just these dudes are creepy." Right. And like, we be after mass standing around, and I was like, "I, I gotta get out of here." Just weird shit. Like, I did just any of your other friends just um, stay back? I don't know, and I've never like heard a ca- with a church that I went to. I know recently they had a scandal, uh-huh. like just recently. And, uh, but I've never heard anything from like the past or any of those guys, but I, I think it's, uh, like a systematic problem. The whole thing, you can't go, you can't show me something that has that much of it going on and not say it's like prevalent among like most of them. Right. So I just, I steer. So what do you think the nuns are doing? If the priests are getting all the little boys, what are the nuns doing? It's so funny because I know people that were either a Catholic priest or they're a nun now, uh-huh. and they're gay. Really? And I think what it is, I talked to one dude about it, and he's like, you grow up Catholic, you're told that being gay is wrong. Mm-hmm. You're like, it's like beaten into your head, like you cannot. So you think to yourself, holy shit, I'm doing, you know, I'm going to hell. Right. So... The only alternative is I'm going to abstain and I'm just going to become a priest and then I won't have sex with anyone and then I can hide my homosexuality. Well, you can't repress sexuality. It's, no. it's coming no. out. Well, you got a nut, you got to bust it. Right. And well, what's even more fucked up about those guys is it's not just homosexuality. It's pedophilia. It's pedophilia. Which is... Which, which is way cause, worse. Because homosexuality is not a problem. I mean, it's, I right. don't think it's wrong. Pedophile... That's fucking wrong. That's fucked up. That's fucking Once you wrong. fuck with a kid. That's, yeah. Yeah. You've ruined their life. <laughs> ruined it. Yeah. And, and I'm going to ruin yours. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and so I like talked to all my Catholic friends. And I always find it funny in America. Like, I don't, I don't like any religion, but like, they're so quick to criticize Scientology. And I'm like, everyone's like, oh, these Scientologists. Here they come. That was a UFO you right say there. say their name and they fucking show up. <laughs> Tom Cruise. What are you doing Tom, here, buddy? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry. dude. <laughs> we want to go to level six. Um, but you you talk about Scientology and people are like, oh, it's a fucking cult. They steal all your money. And I'm like, Catholics steal your anal virginity. <laughs> like, why are we not crucifying? 
you'll never hear the condemnation of Catholicism that you hear of, of, like other religions, Islam, Scientology. Right. Like everyone's always like, oh, they're, you know, blah blah blah, and they're like, well, Catholic, they're okay, you know, they are they, are they okay? Uh, there's a lot of kids that have gotten fucked in the ass by these guys. Is that okay? I think I'd rather... Uh, That's pretty fucked up. Yeah. So, yeah, so no... Re- what did you grow up with? Religion? Um, I grew up with no religion. And then, um, oh, I want to say when I was about 13, I guess, uh, my parents uh, went to a Baptist church. In Oahu? Uh, yeah. And then freaking went to a... They just started growing up from there, I guess. Uh all the way up to Pentecostal. Wow. And then... Um, wow. Yeah. So, you know, we're having a... You know, I'm listening to Oingo Boingo and all that kind of yeah. shit, you know. And it's next a dead thing, man's next party. Next thing you know, yeah. And that was right at the time when you played the record backwards. Say, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, so all my albums, boom, gone. Wow. Everything secular, gone. Wow. You know. It so sucked, that set, man. Could watch this on TV. Did that watch push you that. the other way? Um, yes and no. You know, there were times um, where I was like, okay, I'll try and focus on this kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but the forcing of it, yeah, definitely pushed me away. Yeah, you know, it's it's something. If you're going to do it, it's your own experience, right? You know, I don't and know. Don't though. push it on somebody. I else. think if if religion was left up to like choose it on your own. I don't think any of it would exist. I think it has to be brainwashed into people yeah. for it to work. Right. And I think they know that, and that's why. I've, I've read a lot on brainwashing and neuro-linguistic programming and stuff, uh-huh. and there's a reason they make you recite creeds because it's like psychosomatic, like you're saying shit over and over. Right. That's like subconscious programming. Right. And it's, I still think, you know, I've been out of the church for a long time. I still think I'm shaking some of the fucking, like, I have all these issues all the time of like trying to be a conscientious like businessman, uh-huh. like constantly always trying to do the right. And I'm too often like that Catholic guilt gets in me where I'm like, no, I, I got to be fair. And da, 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 da. and people are like, no, you have to, it's business. Right. Do a bit. And I'm like, no, it's not right. You know, and I'm like, I'm so conflicted. And I think I'd be a better businessman if I had never had religion. Huh. But that really is, does it make me a better person? Maybe. So right. maybe it did give me some morality. Well, I, I definitely think it designed me to be a better person. Yeah. You know, because I do care a lot about people. Yeah. And all my friends. And, you know, I want to do good things for everybody. Yeah. So there's an argument, though. I read this book called Letter to a Christian Nation. Uh-huh. And the guy's argument, I think Sam Harris, his argument is that the nations that don't have religion, like Scandinavian nations, right. all those nations that are very atheist are much more benevolent because what we see in America, which is like a very religious country, sure. is so much hypocrisy. Oh my God, so much. So, like, so ridiculous much. amount of hypocrisy. Oh my God. Joel Austin not letting people in his bucket church. That was messed up, man. What a dick. That was messed up. And that was the whole thing about his church is... The Church of Prosperity, how you can be like me, you know, that's that's messed up. Yeah, super messed up. 
Yeah. So you were at Lowers yesterday? I was at Lowers yesterday. I was at Lowers the day before yesterday. Um, Who looked good? Man, John John was just... I saw today he smashed it. Yeah, 19.07. You know, he's a perfect example. I heard them talking. I read that book, Outliers, and talking about... Or no, it was called The Talent Code. This book I read called The Talent Code about when they say somebody's a natural. Uh That kid's a natural. And what you don't realize is like, yeah, he went to practice like all the other kids, but when he went home, he kept practicing. Right. He's not a natural. And they were talking about John John, and they go, they said when he got knocked out of the quarterfinals down in uh, in South Africa, right? They go, he went out surfing then from ten a.m. till sundown. Oh yeah. And they're like, he was out in the water, just wave after wave after wave after wave. And it's like, that's how you get good at something. Exactly. You know, Kelly. You know, Kelly's the same nobody way. surfed as much as Kelly's later. Yeah. <laughs> or as good at waves. And Jordy, Jordy's on. Yeah, he looks great. I think he's going to win it all. We have such... The top 10 right now is like the closest I've ever seen it. Yeah, and it's the best, I think. I mean, I haven't... I've been watching surfing for about 10 years, so I haven't, like, watched back in the old days when there were some great surfers. Like, I just came into it as Kelly Slater was, was finishing. Right. And not finishing, but, like, I saw his last year that he won. I still think he's... The top, like absolutely, like if you said 100%. to me, who's it's focus for Kelly. Yeah. Okay, so Kelly's got a focus. Yeah. Um, his he's got a lot of things going on, and he's not focusing on them. Um, this year was a great start for him. Yeah. He was focusing. Yeah. Unfortunately, fricking his foot. Yeah. And it was on like a shitty ass wave. He was telling me the story the other night of how he broke it, and it was on a shitty ass closeout. Did wasn't the, like a gnarly. What hit him? Did the fin hit him? Well, it just the, it was kind of a backwash, which pushed the board up, which pushed his oh. foot up, and oh. jammed it and broke it right oh. there. He actually broke five bones. Oh, I saw his X-ray. All the bones, all the way across. Okay, so he snapped the two in half, oh. Oh. and then oh. Um, oh. and then oh. fractured all the other ones. Oh, that hurts it, so bad. And it was a line that came across at this angle oh god like that and it just went oh that sounds so fucking painful so fucking painful oh he's, and he was telling me a story of he's gonna have a know, tough time coming back from that huh yeah one time he was at back door and he's on it was one of the biggest waves coming in and he's like that's the one i want and he took off he ended up going over the fall eating shit going over the freaking falls and uh he thought that was the wave he was going to die on. Wow. You know? And it was so big and so heavy. And then, you know, nothing happened. And uh, and then he's out there on this little crappy little closeout. It's so funny because I never surf anything like those guys. And there have been a couple times where I'm like, oh, this is it. Mm-hmm. I'm dying on this. And mine aren't usually like going over the falls. I mean, I've a couple times where I'm like, oh, this is going to suck. But it's usually something like... A wipeout into like I'm getting held down, right. and then I'm trying to get to the surface, and I'm like, I'm just not gonna make. You know, like I don't have any air left. I'm done. Right. This is it. I'm getting, and I'm getting. That's like, always a tough one. And I'm just getting like rattled around and flipped and spun, and I'm like, I'm just not gonna make it. And I'm like, and I pop up, and I'm like, wow, like I am. I think I almost just like came close to drowning. Right. And it's 
and I'm not surfing anything near what these guys are surfing. Yeah. Like when I broke my elbow, I, I was actually surfing with Albie Lair. Oh, were you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Albie. He's a great dude. Um, we were in San Diego and he was out at my show. Uh-huh. He's like, let's go surf tomorrow. And it was like two foot. Right. And we went out at La Jolla Shores and, uh, and I, I was just paddling back to the wave. Uh-huh. And I stroked under and I was like, and I was like, what the fuck just happened to my elbow? And in retrospect, I think it had been broken for a long, long time. Because right. I had had this pain in my elbow for a long time. But then, then I think I did something that just, because it's, it's a torn ligament and a crack. Right. But I think about like, I was just stroking under the wall. Like, I watch when, like, Pipeline, when they go for it every wave. Right. I, I went to Pipeline one day with, uh, with Jamie, uh, Jamie Sterling. Okay. And I'm like, right. no, 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 no. Or no. It, it was Rockies, even. And it was, it was a big day at Rockies. And I was like, not, he, they would say, no, it's not big. But it was big for me. Big for you. And right. I'm like, I go, I pointed out, I go, that's L.A.'s. California, and I've surfed Australia, the Maldives. I've surfed a lot of places, right. but I go all over Australia. I go, that's our biggest day ever. Like, that's as big as it ever gets in California. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, come on, you'll be fine. It's only like four feet, bro. And I was like, <laughs> "Let can I warm up? Like, I just got to Hawaii. Right. Like, let's go let's surf. Go back to Waikiki. Like, let's go surf something where I can, like, get... You know, get my confidence up, right. and we'll go over to this. And he's like, "It's so good, though, right now." It's so and, good, and and he's like, "You could surf pipe." I'm like, "No, I couldn't. No, I, I don't even want to paddle out there. Yeah. I don't even want." And I'm, I, I do like a lot of like risky shit, but I'm calculated. And I was like, "I'm too old to to start trying to surf at pipeline. Not even small. I don't want to fucking you know like." Just keep me away from those reefs. He's like, oh, you surfed. Where did I surf? I surfed Monster Mush one day. And he's right. like, he's like that reef's shallow. And, not, and, he, and I'm like, no, not like Pipeline. You know it. Or no, I surfed Rockies. And he's like, Rockies is just as shallow as Pipeline. I think he said. Yeah. And I was like, no. Rocky Right is more shallow than Rocky Left. Yeah, Rocky Left. Are you that, goofy or are you regular? I'm goofy. Rocky yeah. Left has that, that channel. Yeah. But I was, I went. I surfed a sunset one day, and then I went out snorkeling out there when it was calm. Yeah. And I was like, my stomach was touching the reef. I'm like, this is fucking <laughs> Well, what, what you got to do is go surf Ehukai. Well, oh, wait, I know where that is. Okay, so Ehukai Beach Park is right there. Yeah. Um, if you're facing the ocean, standing at Ehukai, pipeline's the next one to your left. To the left, yeah. Ehukai's okay. right in front of the guard chair. Right in front. Yeah. So just go surf Ehukai yeah. right there. Yeah. It's right next to pipe. Yeah. But it's completely different. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Completely different. Yeah. Pipe is. So that's where all the kids have fun. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. I surfed V Land. I surfed. Yeah. Uh, I surfed a lot of the waves, and I, uh, you know, they were. What's that? I was joking on the Surfer Pole Awards. What's the wave that's to the left of V Land? That's like a. It's like an easy wave. Uh, I don't know. Freddy's. Freddy's, yeah, it's called Freddy's, and okay. it's like, 
it's like a beginner wave. And I was one day, Jamie took me out there and he's like, come on, let's go serve somewhere else. And I'm like, I'm loving this. And he goes, this is not a wave. And I'm like, yeah, it's amazing. Right. And he's like, I'm like, oh, I'm just having the best time. Well, you know what you would like is uh, just before Waimea Bay is a wave called Leftovers. Oh, I don't know that wave. Super fun, soft. Yeah. You would love it. Um, just super sharky in October. Uh, what kind? Tiger sharks. Yeah, October. That's the sharkiest month. October. Yeah. yeah. So why is October your sharky month? Oh, um, or is it October? Wait a sec. It's when the whales are around. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. But um, Did you ever see the munch on a whale? Or they're breeding or something. Maybe it is October. October or November. Super sharky. You ever seen that video? I don't know if it's tigers or makos. And it's like hundreds of them just oh, yeah. chowing. I've seen it in real life. Chowing on this beach whale. Yeah. And they're in like a foot of water. And I'll never forget it because I, I downloaded the song afterwards because it's such a cool song. I'll play it for you. And whoever posted the video put this song on with it. And I, I like the singer now. He's good, good dude. I mean, good music. But, um, but. The video is just brutal because uh, the people are like getting close to it. Right. Fuck, I don't think I have the song anymore. Well, we, we have them die all the time in Kona. Okay. We have the humpbacks come in. And one of my friends is a marine biologist. Wait, the humpbacks die and float up in Kona a lot? Yeah, absolutely. And so all the tiger sharks come in. And they're just grinding on this thing for days and days. And and then all of a sudden they get closer to shore where everybody's surfing. Right. So we have boats go out there. They tie they tie up to the whale and they drag it back out to sea. Oh, really? Because it's Tiger Shark Central, bro. Oh, I didn't realize that. My friend was walking. I'm glad they did He pulled it out and then he started walking on top of this whale while it's, and he's taking Whoops. photos of all these gigantic prehistoric looking tiger sharks. Was he the guy that everyone got mad at him? They're like, you idiot, like w walking on the, the whale or whatever. Know. He might have been. It was crazy. I was like, why'd you do that? He's like, he was on Shark Week. He was down in Palmyre Island, had his head in a shark's mouth twice being bitten. Yeah, it's pretty how crazy. Do you, how do you survive that? Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's he's pretty crazy guy. Yeah, it's. Uh, I wish I could find this song. It's uh, it's amazing. Uh, anyway, it was. Um, I gotta find it because the video is just. That's okay. okay. Um, well, I also know that um, you have a long drive back in traffic. I'm gonna go to a comedy club right now. Oh, you are. Yeah. Where? Uh, in I'm, Hollywood? I'm just going to do this one down here in Venice. Really? They do a Wednesday night show, and uh, I'm just going to pop in and maybe jump on stage. I might need to come join you. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, at the townhouse. My buddies run it. Um, they do it every Wednesday night in Venice. It's a pretty cool little gig. Okay. And uh, and then I might, I don't know. I've got to, I've got to be at the airport no later than freaking 5.30. To get the Boise. 5.30 a.m.? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, I've got Do a 7 o'clock flight. 
Do you sleep on planes? Don't know these tiny little things that they have over here. Yeah, and you don't. Yeah, that's a short flight to Boise. Yeah, it'd uh, be like an hour, hour and a half. No, it's a little bit longer because really? I get in at uh, ten o'clock, so that'd be nine o'clock. So it's a two-hour flight. Um, I think we got Lachlan coming back right now. Oh yeah, here come shingles. Here come <laughs> shingles. Guess what? Your shingles are your shingles are contagious. I just Googled it. Yes, I know that. They say they are not contagious. Oh, great. They say that you can give the virus to someone and then they can have the chicken pox. But, okay. y- but you can't give them shingles. So tell your... I'm, I'm still not touching you, bro. I'm yeah, I'm not either. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what is that, a piss uh, cup? That you touched that. Hold it, hold it. Let me see it. Oh, my God. It's like, I'd say it's... So, Lachlan here, he's been going through hell. It's the size of a small BB. Let me see that thing. It's like the quarter of a BB. Dude, that... Oh, my God. See that little tiny one on the side? That's what mine look like. So, that big one you got going on? Oh, wait, you had more than one? No, he's saying there's two pieces. The doctor said that's a big one, Eddie. Yeah, see that little tiny one right there? That's what mine looked like. Had me on the ground crying like a fucking girl. <sighs> this big one right there? Holy shit. I had gonorrhea. I felt the same way. <laughs> <laughs> that came out of your dick. You that came out of his dick. Yeah. Pick it up. Those feel how sharp shards. it is. Oh. No, seriously. Touch God it. is cruel. If there's hey, a God. Touch it. I'm feel not how touching sharp your kidney stone. I'm not. Especially when you have shingles. <laughs> You're just a mess. <laughs> Herpes. Oh, he's got everything. <laughs> His chick's so pissed right now. I think now. this is... Th- She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, just... Oh, that is a radical video. <laughs> what we're seeing is a bunch of giant sharks eating a whale on the beach. Yeah, that's, that's nuts. Don't touch... That is crazy. Yeah. So let's wrap this up here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where can we find you? Uh, I'm just Eddie Ift on all social media from Instagram to uh, Twitter to Facebook, and it's E-D-D-I-E-I-F-F-T. Okay. And The Bingle Show is my podcast now. Right. Formerly ta- uh, Talking Shit, which we did 599 episodes. 499. <laughs> 499. And, uh, yeah, that's it. One of these days, I'm going to go with you on tour for some shows. Yeah. And I want to ride on that bus. It is fun if we can get it out of jail. Yes. We owe. Uh, we 2500 bucks? I think the guy, was, I got to take it somewhere to get it fixed. I'm fucked. <laughs> I love it. And you're going to go out tonight. You're going to play at this place. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I'm going to see you in Hawaii. Yeah. coming. Out, I'm coming back for... Uh, the whole thing for the pipeline and do, I don't know if I'm doing surfer pole again. I probably, I don't know if I am or not, but I think I am. And, uh, okay. well, I'm also going to book you a couple of shows at the blue note and on Oahu right in Waikiki. Nice. And then also, uh, over on the big Island. I want to go to the big Island. I have yet to go. Yes. Good waves over there. Really fun waves. Yeah. No one. Perfect for you. No one talks about them though. Yeah. We'll take you to all the cakey spots. Yeah. Yeah. The cakey bowls. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It'll be fun. And I think Lachlan's going to come. And he's a big wave charger. So. Oh, yeah. 
bring that soft top right there. Look, look at that quiver. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to you get have you a, some new boards. You have, you have a six foot. Uh, you have a six foot foamy. Yeah. Who uses that? His his chick surfs really good too. Oh really? And she's pretty, so she's like she gets to drop in on every. She have a bubble butt. She wear those little thongs. She drops in on everyone, even like she'll do it to me, and then do. Oh, sorry, Eddie, I didn't see you. <laughs> Always. <laughs> you guys would lose it coming over to Kona because all the chicks were the little thongs. Oh my god, it's unbelievable. Those acacia bikinis were incredible. Just, all cheeks and butts sticking out, and you're like, "Oh my god!" I went down. Just paddle around. Please. I went down to what? What do they call it? Beaver Creek, out in front of the <laughs> Volcom House, and uh, <laughs> and I was with my wife and my daughter, and I was like, "Why wasn't I here ten years ago? Why wasn't I here ten years ago? This is ridiculous." I look. I was taking photos of all of them. <laughs> I've been showing your wife, I was and she's like, taking photos. Hey, Eddie, look at this one. Yeah, I was just taking pictures and sending it to all my friends. I'm like, this is ridiculous. That's when you know you're in a good relationship is when your chick is actually pointing out chick's asses yeah. to you. Yeah, Baby, look at that one. That one's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not with my wife. Yeah, she's not doing that shit. Uh, well, anyway. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. Thanks for being yeah, on the show, bro. It's been an honor. Yeah, so we're going to have to do this again when you come to Hawaii. Yeah, absolutely. We'll uh, get some good surfs under our belt yep. and uh, oh, some maybe good wipeouts. Maybe I'll watch you kill some animals. Oh, fuck yeah. I'll teach you how to kill some <laughs> I animals. I can't do man. it. I can't do it. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, All right. thanks for being on Thank the show. You. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And until next time, a hooey ho. Thanks, Eddie, for being on the show. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And a special thank goes out. Thanks goes out to my sponsors, um, such as Hurley. Uh, Hurley Clothing, man, they are the future of the surfing generation, surfing, skateboarding, snowboarding, you name it. These guys have the best clothing line on the planet. Wetsuits, clothing, you name it. They've got it all. Like I said, I was uh, at the Hurley Pro, and things were just selling off the racks there, man. These guys are legit. Bob Hurley's one of my good buddies. And a lot of the team writers are, are friends of mine, and hopefully we can get a lot of them on the show. But go check them out at Hurley.com. Hurley is the brand of now and tomorrow. For surfers and anyone else interested in getting in the, in the water, go check them out. Once again, Hurley.com. Mokulele Airlines is a family-owned and operated business that tries to make your inner island travel as easy and affordable as possible with over 120 flights daily throughout the Hawaiian Islands with no TSA. Why would you not want to book your next trip or upcoming vacation with Mokulele Airlines? Now, Mokulele Airlines, they've got all kinds of cool stuff going on. They, you know, they sponsor... Um, a kid surf team all throughout the, the Hawaiian Islands. Um, they don't just fly in Hawaii. They just started flying out of Burbank to all different kinds of destinations. And uh, so you gotta, guys got to go check them out there. I'll probably be giving away tickets for the SoCal group of people uh, pretty soon. Um, they also offer island tours, which... Uh, out of Kapalua, Maui, where you can fly to Molokai and see the sea cliffs. Um, they're the largest sea cliffs in the world. Pretty 
friggin' amazing. Or you can do a trip around uh, Maui and then down to the Big Island, go check out the valleys there, uh, Waipio Valley, all the summits, go through the crater of Haleakala, and then also down to the volcano and see what the lava flows are doing. Um, right now, they're offering a special deal. If uh, you're listening to this before Saturday, um, it's for all local residents right here in Kona. $59 one way uh, just to get your ass off this island during the Ironman because, you know, if you're a local here, you know, we support the Ironman. Don't get me wrong. Um, these guys bring in a lot of money to this town, and uh, it's a great event. Um, but, you know, it traps a lot of us locals. Um, we find ourselves uh, going to the other side of the island or camping or just getting away as far as we can from the madness of that day. Uh, all the roads are closed and everything. So why not uh, do what, what do they call it? The swim, run, bike, fly getaway for $59 with Mogalele Airlines. And you can fly anywhere you want for $59. Yeah. It's awesome. Go check them out at mokalele.com. Find them on Facebook at mokalele, on Twitter at mokalele air, and on Instagram at mokalele airlines. Um, I'm also really excited about green organic energy drink. Um, these guys are legit, man. They're based out of Kailua on Oahu, and their mission is to help support healthy and active lifestyles with their organic and kick-ass beverage. Green energy drink is the go-to beverage for surfers, divers, hunters, pretty much anyone who lives an action-packed lifestyle. The certified organic brew contains powerful green tea to give you a natural boost, hydrating coconut water to keep you going strong, and kale to keep your body full of, fully loaded up with all the phytonutrients that you need. Look, guys, if you haven't tried green superfood energy drink yet, you seriously don't know what you're missing. But good news is, the boys at Green believe in the product so much they're willing to let you try it for free. Just go to the website, and uh, that's drinkgreenenergy.com, and punch in promo code DOZER3, and you can get a three-can trial pack for free. You just pay the flat rate USPS postage, and you can get the cans delivered right to your door. This stuff sells for around three to four bucks a can in, can in the stores. So here's your chance to get three cans for free. So go check them out. And here's one of the great things is they just came out with two new flavors. Yep. They have a pineapple flavor and a guava flavor. And I got to tell you, it's so freaking good. And if you want to be health conscious, you want to drink this stuff. But you know what? It's really good in vodka, too. I got to tell you. I've been, uh, while I was... Uh, up in Idaho, I was kind of doing, you know, while I'm hiking around, I'm drinking them. I wake up, I'm drinking them. You know, that was my coffee as well as my uh, energy thing. And then I would also, um, yeah, at the end of the day, I'd mix it with my <laughs> freaking Tito's, you know, gluten-free vodka, a little free shout out right there. But it's so good. You guys got to check them out. That's uh, drinkgreenenergy.com. Uh, and uh, get your three-can trial pack for free. There's also a link on my website, so go check it out. Um, yes, we already talked about them. Original Nutritionals. Um, 
these guys aren't your regular meathead supplement brand. It's just pure basic and essential food and supplements to support what they call a clean athlete lifestyle. My buddy Logan founded the company with a food-first approach, working with average men and women like you and I to the best action sports stars and team sport athletes in the world. These guys know how to do it right. Head over to OriginalNutritionals.com and grab what you need for listening. All you have to do is enter promo code DOZNOSE at checkout and you get 15% off. Check out their protein whey powders, their amino freaking um, fish oils. Dude, all their stuff is legit. So go check them out. Enter in promo code DOZNOSE and you get 15% off. Kona Boys, they've been serving up gear for Island Life in Aloha since uh, 1996. They're the one-stop shop for fun. They operate a legit selection of local-style activities, including historical va'a rides, paddleboard tours and lessons, and they're one of the only companies permitted to do kayak tours in Kalakakua Bay. So if you need rentals for boards, bikes, boogies, or other beach goodies, Kona Boys is your spot. Um, And when you're over here, you want to go say hi to Frank and Brock. They have two locations. One is at the King Kamehameha Beach Hotel. Uh, it's a little beach shack right there on the ocean, right next to the pier in Kamakahonu Bay. And the other one is down in Captain Cook. And that one customizes in everything you can think of. They have clothing and hats and snorkel gear and kayaks and surfboards and paddleboards and boogie boards and skateboards and you name it. They got it in there. Um, they will take care of you big time. You can also find them online at KonaBoys.com. Um, same thing. Go on there. Pontium Pro promo code DOZNOSE, 15% off. Walk into either one of the stores. Say you heard this on DOZNOSE, you get 15% off. That's pretty dang cool. So go check out Kona Boys. Oakley. Oakley sunglasses with their prism lenses. I wear them all day long, every single day, the polarized prisms. Uh, Go check them out, oakley.com. Deuce Gym, if you're ever in Venice Beach. And this is also where Eddie F works out, so go in there and see him there too. Um, These guys will customize a workout for you, whether you're 8 or 80, um, whether you're into strongman, strength training, CrossFit, cardio, or uh, just want to get clean and healthy. These guys are family-oriented. They'll work with you. Um, Go check them out. See Logan and Lindsay and the rest of the crew. Uh, Kona Coffee and Tea. That's where I get my morning crack every morning. Um, These guys row the coffee up on the slopes of Walleye. They roast it and bring it down fresh every single day down in Kona Coffee and Tea so that we can have it and get our day started legitimately. Um, it's a great group of, group of people. When you get down there, you know, the girls will welcome you with a big smile and um, you'll get to meet some really cool people and drink the best coffee on the planet. You can also find them at KonaCoffeeandTea.com and you can order it right there. Maverick Sport Fishing. Um, Captain Trevor Child, you can call him at 808-896-7985. If you ever want to catch that 1,000-pound marlin, well, this is the boat you want to be on to try and catch that. Um, They customize in half-day, three-quarter-day, full-day, and overnight charters. This boat is so badass. I got to tell you, 
It's air conditioned. Okay, it's got a living room salon, a freaking kitchen, bedrooms, bathroom. Yeah, you're living the life on this. These guys take care of you. They're the most awesome crew on the planet on the nicest boat in the harbor. Um, go check them out at mavericksportfishingkona.com. Also, Ultimate Predator Gear. These guys make the best decoys to go on your bow. Um, I was using them out there while I was in Idaho. Unfortunately, I never got to see an elk, so my decoy didn't come in handy. Handy. But uh, all hunting season long, you'll see um, on Ultimate Predator gear on Instagram and Facebook, everybody's using them and everybody's getting the job done with them. I wish I could have. Go check them out at ultimatepredatorgear.com. Once again, thanks everyone for tuning in. And until next time, who uh, we